Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, we are back with another new car to do. This one though is a little kind of strange looking actually. This, I'm curious what the whole deal is with this car, what the whole deal is going to be about this car. I am talking about the 2021 Citroen C4 and EC4, and they're not your usual compact hatchbacks, though doesn't really look like a compact hatchback and more like another CUV, unfortunately. Let's get into it, though. After 10 generations of compact hatchback models, Citroen decided to do something entirely different with the latest C4 and its all-electric variant, the EC4. EC4 just sounds like sounds like an kind of explosive i mean c4 is an explosive so ec4 just sounds like c4 but with an electronic fuse anyway though from the original c4 of the 1920s to the ami6 and ami8 of the 60s the gs and gsa of the 70s the bx zx zara modern c4 and c4 cactus citroen has always done it differently compared to other mainstream car makers of course, we've known exactly what this latest generation C4 would look like ever since the French car maker decided to release a few official photos, images, a few official images, sorry, a couple of weeks back. Now, however, now, however, we can dive into more detail regarding styling and tech. It's easy to see that the all-new C4 is more of a crossover than a regular C-segment hatchback. Also, it is meant to be a bit of a C-segment hatchback, even though it, once, as they even point out, it looks like a crossover. Anyway, though. Evident from the short front and rear overhangs, combined with its large wheel arches and 156mm or 6.14 inches of ground clearance, it all results in an elevated go-anywhere type of posture. The new C4 measures 4,360mm or 171.6 inches in length, 1,800mm or 70.9 inches in width, and it stands 1,525mm or 60 inches tall, and has a 2,670mm or 105.1 inch long wheelbase. By comparison, here are its predecessor's measurements. 4,329mm or 170.4 inches in length, 1,789mm or 70.4 inches wide, 1,491mm or 58.7 inches tall, and has a wheelbase that is 2,608mm or 102.7 inches long. Visual cues, hold on, let's go, actually before we get into that, let's go back to the measurements. So... This car, the new C4, is a little bit longer, a little bit taller. It is, let's see, where's the height? It is a little bit taller overall, and it has a significantly longer wheelbase. So it's just bigger all the way around. Visual cues remain, sorry, visual cues meanwhile include the double stage headlights, sort of like the old 2014 Jeep Cherokee, that's what they mean. Or the Nissan Juke, actually, that's another good one to think of, with the chevrons extending to the daytime running lights at the top and bottom, highlighting the Citroen LED vision tech. Moving on to the profile, we can see the 690mm or 27.1 inch diameter wheels with 18 inch rims, matte black wheel arches, chrome window weather strips, and a unique roof line that features a sloping rear window and a spoiler. Think of kind of like the Prius, or maybe I would say the what was it the 20 like 2013 European Honda Civic where it had that 
where it had the built-in integrated spoiler go across the rear window. It's sort of like that. It has a little built-in spoiler and it stretches the width of the rear window. Whether that part is actually see-through or if it completely blocks your vision, I'm not sure. We'll have to see if there's a photo that shows as much. As for the rear, Citroen designers actually drew some inspiration from the 2004 C4 coupe body shape with its original two-piece rear window. Furthermore, there's also a V-shaped LED rear lighting signature that was first showcased on the Omni 1 concept and the 19 underscore 19 concept. The 2020 Citroen C4 is available with 31 exterior color combinations. That is nice, as customers will be able to choose between polar white, obsidian black, steel gray, platinum gray, we, I'm not sure we need two grays, Exilar Red, Caramel Brown, and Iceland, Iceland Blue to go with the following five color packs. Glossy Black, Metallic Sand, Textured Gray, Obsidian Deep Red, and Anodized Blue. The 2020 Citroen C4 comes with a wide horizontal dashboard, you love to see that, creating a wraparound effect, even though it doesn't actually have an arch that properly wraps around. While the high and wide center console gives off that crossover vibe that buyers tend to like nowadays. Other interior design traits include the dashboard chevron graphic grain pattern, new patterns on the advanced comfort seats, slush molded dashboard top, whatever the hell that means, wrapped front door panel strips, soft armrest trim, and either satin chrome or high gloss black accents on the vents, steering wheel, instrument panel, or center console. That frameless HD digital display comes with a Citroen brand identity graphic and is highlighted by, side, by white side mood lighting for a floating effect. Basically, you know how a lot of cars these days have, have the information in the window? Okay, this isn't in the window, it's in a piece of glass. A proper piece of glass that just sticks up out of the dash. It's sort of, it's really weird looking, actually. I'd hate to see that shatter in an accident and then you get your lip cut, but anyway. Also available is a heads-up display. Yeah, it's like that glass is part of the heads-up display, but it doesn't shine onto the window. It shines onto the glass. That's just strange. Anyway, though, and a borderless 10-inch touchscreen infotainment system. The following interior ambiances are available to choose from. Standard, urban gray, met metropolitan gray, metropolitan blue, hype black, and hype red. In terms of practicality, the new C4 has a 380-liter or 13.4 cubic feet trunk, that can be maxed out at 1,250 liters or 44.1 cubic feet if you fold the rear seats. Gasoline, diesel, or 100% electric. You can buy the new Citroen C4 with a choice of five Euro 6 gasoline engines or two diesels. The former are PureTech 100 SNS 6-speed manual gearbox, PureTech 130 SNS 6-speed manual gearbox, PureTech 130 SNS EAT 8, PureTech 155 SNS EAT 8. What are these engine names? and PureTech 155 E8 international only, while the diesels can be had either as Blue HDI 110 6-speed manual or Blue HDI 130 SNS E8 automatic. These are god-awful engine names and potentially uh, transmission names. I'm not a fan. If you want the zero emissions option, then direct your attention to the EC4 variant with its 50 kilowatt hour electric motor and 400 volt battery. It offers 136 horsepower and 260 newton meters or 192 pound-feet of instant torque and a WLTP range of 350 kilometers or 217 miles. That's what they claim, at least. The Citroen EC4 can accelerate to 0 to 60, or 0 to 100 kilometers per hour or 62 miles per hour in 9.7 seconds before maxing out at 150 kilometers per hour or 93 miles per hour. None of that is all that bad. I mean, the 0 to 60 is a little poor, but the range isn't too bad, or the claimed range isn't too bad. 
As far as charge times are concerned, Citroen says that 80% of the charge is completed in 30 minutes using a 100 kilowatt fast charger, while a 32A wall box will get the job done in 7.5 hours, or even 5 hours with the optional 11 kilowatt charger. That's a bit too long. Unfortunately, it can take more than 24 hours to recharge the EC4 at a standard domestic socket. Way, way, way too long. The French car maker will, however, offer customers a one-stop shop solution for installing a wall box at home. Regardless of which C4 version to buy, you get standard progressive hydraulic cushions like on the C4 Cactus and C5 Aircross, giving you that magic carpet ride effect. Last but not least, let's run through some of the 2020 C4's on onboard convenience and safety features. These include active safety brake, collision risk assist, and post-collision safety brake, blind spot monitoring, active lane departure warning, adaptive cruise control with stop and go, highway driver assist, level 2 semi-autonomous tech, coffee brake alert after a 2-hour drive at speeds above 70 km per hour, driver attention alert, extended traffic sign recognition and recommendation, intelligent beam headlights, color head-up display, reversing camera with top rear vision, park assist, keyless entry and start, trailer stability control, wireless smartphone charging, connected cam, Connected Cam Citroen, Connect Nav, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, and many others. That's already, to me, way, way, way too much. <sighs> the 2020 Citroen C4 and EC4 will be available to order in Europe this autumn. So what do I think of the looks of the new C4? Well, let's find an image where we can see the front. That's what I... <laughs> pun. Unintentional pun, honestly. But, yeah, let's get a view of the front. Okay, that's a front three-quarter. That's good enough. I, okay, I'd actually like it a lot more if it wasn't trying to pull off a crossover vibe. That's what I dislike the most about it. Otherwise, I think it's actually quite a, as per most Citroen, as per most Citroens these days, a very dynamic, very unique, uh, unique, unique looking and very, very striking looking car. Although I don't say any of that is a bad thing. I think Citroen's done a good job and I think, I think they could, with this design language, make a bad looking car. But they haven't yet, so they're doing, to me, they're doing a Volvo where they've kind of slapped general design language onto most of its cars, and they've yet to design a bad model, in my opinion at least. And that, that's lovely. That's really, really good. I quite like how, how sporty it looks to me. It's almost like a five-door CR, CRX, like a French-looking five-door CRX, and I really, really like that quite a bit. Again, the only downside is that it has the raised ride height and the stupid cladding and it's trying to be a crossover when it actually isn't. It's meant to be a normal a normal C-segment hatchback. And so that's that's the biggest gripe that I have about it. Otherwise, I think I think it actually looks quite good. I, whether it's all that practical is debatable, but especially with the rear, especially with the way that this the roof slopes in the rear, but visually I really, really like it. Citroen, you have done a good job with the front. And even and even Overall, I would say. And the great thing with the front is that it's not actually overdone. It's unique to Citroen. It has Citroen's design language all over it, but it's it's actually tastefully done. So it's brilliant. But again, because <laughs> we talk more about the overall car rather than the front. But yeah, I, I quite like the front. I like this top-down front three-quarter. I like it. And I like how relatively sporty it is. It's sort of like an active cross vehicle. That's I think that's the best way of looking at it. And to that end, it's actually not that bad. It's sort of, it's kind of Dakar-ish, actually. If it had proper performance chops, this would actually be a cool vehicle, in my opinion. But because it's meant to be a C-segment hatchback and not a crossover, and it doesn't have any proper performance chops, to me, it's, it's a bit of a wasted effort. 
I see it as a little bit of a wasted effort. Now, let's move around to the back. Let's see if we can find a proper view of the back here. We're still seeing the front, still seeing the front. Can we get a proper view of the rear? That is not enough. That's interior. Oh, there we go. That's a view of the rear. Let's go. Yeah, that looks good. That looks properly good. So the back, I'm not so sure of from a practicality standpoint, because to me, with the way that rear spoiler com completely spans the width of the rear end, it, it impedes rear visibility to me. It looks like it would impede rear visibility. And so in that, to that end, I'm not a fan. And I also don't like how they have this floating D pillar. I'm pretty bored of that. And to me, it doesn't, it, from the rear at least, from the rear, it doesn't actually look all that good because it's the spoiler has this really weird kind of seam that stop that abrupt that really strangely ends the pillar. It's just a very bulky bit of design. It, it and they have they have a taillight element, sort of like a if you want to call it a rear DRL, if you will, that it goes up. So it's sort of like a like an X-wing from Star Wars. So they kind of intersect, and it goes to the base of the quarter window that that rear lighting element does and it it would normally be i say normally be okay it's interesting but to me it's doing too much it's doing way too much and it's really like it's just a lot of flab in the design there i'd rather they got rid of that design element and leave the and leave the rest of the tail light alone so get rid of that x-wing idea get rid of that x-wing idea and just let it be un, a more conventionally designed tail light and with the rear end being more conventionally designed as well. Because I, in fact, I think this car would look about 10 to 15% better, which isn't that much, but it, I'd rather they do that if they got rid of that stupid floating D pillar. Then to me, it would actually, the design would look a little more, a little more classical. It would look, it would look more elegant. And I know that that's, that's kind of funny because it's a Citroen and Citroen hasn't had an elegant design in a while. You know, that's a little bit more on the Peugeot side, but the design itself is already pretty funky looking. You didn't need that stupid floating D pillar. That to me is just a little overkill. So if they do a facelift, or in this case it would be a butt lift, then please get rid of that and reduce the width of the spoiler so that you could have a proper connected, a properly connected D pillar to the rest of the body. You know, the belt line. That would be very much appreciated. But other than that, I think it's a very dynamic and striking looking hatchback and once again, I think Citroen has kind of found found the design language they kind of should have had all along, at the very least for a little while now. This, to me, is Citroen. It's it's funky looking. It's out there. It's offbeat, but that's good. And well, and it's good because they didn't do it poorly. This is a maturely, intelligently done kind of funky, and I like that a lot. That's very that's very intelligent to me. Now, if I could find a photo of where we're looking out the back to see if that rear visibility really is impeded. That would be appreciated. I'm not seeing anything yet. So let's talk about the dash right now. I don't like the lower center console. To me, there's, it's, you know, it has that crossover, it has that crossover feel where it's that lower center console where it connects into the dash rather than it being open. But what I don't like is that it's a bunch of black, it looks like a bunch of black plastic to be honest, and so it's a really kind of low quality, low quality looking console, and it's really, it's really dull, it's really boring, there's not many buttons, there's not much design, there's not much anything, it kind of looks like an afterthought. The rest of the dash, though, is, is actually a little minimalist, I would have liked to see a little bit more integration between the HVAC functions 
and the rest of the redundant controls. Let me see if I can find a better, a better interior photo here. I'm just going through a lot of exterior ones at the moment. Yeah, that silhouette actually. I it was an exterior photo I was just looking at. It's not bad. Let's go to the front here. Okay. So actually, there's no radio controls there. So you have two. It looks like you either have two vents or you have basically a place to store your credit cards or your business cards, or whatever. And then you have the actual air vents, which sit way, way below. They only they almost sit below the center line of the dash, where the the upper dash and the lower dash, where you have the HVAC functions, are split. The air vents sit really, really low, and I kind of wish they sat where the where the hazard button is, because where the hazard button is, there's this silver there's a silver outline, kind of like fake aluminum outline, that goes around and splits that from the vents and then the borderless touchscreen. I wish the vents sat inside, sat inside that that fake aluminum outline, and they put the car holder below that rather than the setup they've currently got. Because to me, that's just a little bit too low. You have to, you're gonna have to angle the vents quite high up. This is really nitpicking, very very nitpicking. But those vents are also quite small, and the holes inside the silver outliner are, are a bit bigger than the vents are. So that that's also the reason for that is bigger vents. But yeah, it's it's just a little minimalist to me. Uh, the lower the the lower center console where you put like your phone or where, where you'd have your phone charger or anything like that, not the best design. The actual or the actual lower console is the where you have things like your drive selector and whatnot and your armrest. That's pretty okay looking. It's there's a bunch of this like piano black. They have this piano black touch point on it, which is obviously or I think it would be a plique they would call it whatever that means in car design terms, that's obviously going to attract a lot of fingerprints, which is a drawback, but to be expected. The drive selector, I don't really like. It's just le it's, it's, it's not a lever, it's a switch thing, but it's really strangely inset. Like, it's really deep in the lower center console. It's quite strange. I'm not saying I'd want a rotary over it. It's just a very odd design that I'm not a fan of. Let's see. Is there any good photo that we can... Use to see out the back. I mean, you have a rear view camera, so I suppose you'd be fine, but I'd still like to have better rear visibility, even then. So it looks like no, you're not gonna you're not gonna have that great you're not gonna have great rear visibility because you have a little parcel shelf that splits where the rear window is from the spoiler. And that's poor because you basically have a little bit of a, a port window looking out the back. Not quite Lamborghini port window. It's not that bad, thank God. But it's it's still, it's not enough to me. Because with the rake of the window, you're not really seeing all that much. You're seeing out and up rather than out and down. So it's, it does, it's really not that helpful. Let's go back because I just found a good photo, thank God, of, the, of where the touchscreen is of the, of the center. Of, well, I say of the center of the upper dash. Yeah, it's really rather minimalist, but those vents are still quite small to me. I'm not sure how much air those are really going to be able to... Oh, okay. So where you have that, that aluminum outline, that's still a part of the vent. So the vents are actually quite big. It's just where you adjust them is actually oriented low. Okay, that's odd, but I, I'm much happier that the vent is actually quite big. Push a lot of air, because I get hot. I'm a warm-bodied individual, so I would like to have air vents that can, big air vents, or moderately-sized air vents that can push a good bit of air to keep me cool. That makes me, that that's a significant plus point. That's better. Let's see. 
yeah, you're really not going to be able to see all that much, it would, it would appear. So overall, I would say 7.5 out of 10. The exterior design is quite nice. The interior design, I'm not as fond of, but ultimately, I think Citroen has done a good job. Anyway, though, I hope you all enjoyed. This one actually went for quite quite a while. I was expecting this to be a shorter episode. If you enjoyed, then please like the episode, share the episode. Like, yeah, like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, and share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, well, I appreciate that. Please hit the little notification bell, and then all notifications. That way you'll be notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the pod to be mobile, well, then don't fret. Just boot up wherever you, wherever you get your podcast before you set off. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I'll see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.